0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Two Pop to Handle. I'm your host, Andrew Nukatola, and I have just realized, literally 10 minutes ago, that I have gone just about three months of doing this podcast without introducing myself at the beginning, which like, I'm just talking into the void, assuming everybody knows who I am. So like, kind of full of myself. But hello, I hope you are all having a fabulous week. It has been a very exciting week in my life. I am very excited to be recording. There is a lot going on. But first and foremost, the biggest and most exciting thing I have to say, there's two things podcast related. Number one, this Thursday, the 25th, so January 25th, is our three-month anniversary of our launch. We launched on October 25th. I'm like, is that the right math yeah, it is. We launched on October 25th, 2023. So January 25th, 2024 is three months, which is so exciting. It's been so much fun. And it feels like it's, I feel like I've been doing this for a lot longer than that, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm still loving it. It still feels fresh and new and fun. So that being said, we also hit 1000 downloads on Friday night. I want to, yeah, Friday night. I knew it was coming up. I was watching it as the week went on we would grow like little by little as it was coming up. And I honestly, didn't expect to hit it until when this episode dropped because I figured just like with the number of listeners I usually get and you know just like with the math math thing I was like oh, okay when I post this episode so the fourteenth episode whatever this is we that week will hit a thousand and then we hit it early which is so exciting so thank you guys so much for one thousand downloads one thousand plays whatever you want to say that's crazy to think about like the one thousand people have listened to some form of this podcast. Very, very crazy and um, very grateful very excited and i just kind of i can't wait to see you know where we keep going um but yeah so thank you guys so much for a thousand downloads how exciting um some housekeeping things just catching you guys up from last week if you remember from last week i did record a day early because last tuesday i went to go see monet exchange her life be life and special at joe's pub downtown in astor place and it was so much fun i had a blast i had never seen monet before even like at a drag show and she's one of my favorite queens from drag Race so kind of like actually i might i might go as far as saying she's like my favorite drag race queen i think she might be my number one spot to be honest um so i was just excited to see her whether it was a good show or not and it was so good we had front rows we were were literally i when i bought the tickets i thought it would be like I thought it would be a little bit back from the stage. No, we were literally, like, our drinks were on the stage with her, essentially. It was as close as you can get, and it was just, it was so much fun. It was such a cool venue. I had never been before, but I know it's an iconic place. I think Adele's performed there, Amy Winehouse. So being there was just cool. You know, the history within it and seeing Monet was so much fun. The comedy special was absolutely hilarious. She is doing more shows in February, so there are tickets available. I checked before, so I think it's, like... I think it's the weekend after Valentine's Day, so like the 16th, 17th, 18th. I could be wrong, but it's sometime in February and there are tickets available. So if you're in the New York area or somewhere, you know, willing to travel for it, I definitely would recommend. It was such a fun show. I don't want to give too much away because I don't want to spoil it, but just trust me, it was fun. She kind of went through her whole life in the comedy special and just kind of the way she tied everything back together she just did a really really good job and i got to hold her drink for half the show which was fun she asked the bartender like halfway through for a margarita and then she like looked down she was like will you watch this for me but promise you won't roofie it and i was like i got you girl so i got to i was handing her her drink you know making sure she was hydrated making sure she was feeling good the whole night so that was fun it was hilarious i just need to say like she Is literally so jaw-dropping in person every time she posts anything on instagram in drag i'm like this is the most beautiful woman i've ever seen but in person i was like how like she is so gorgeous i'm like how the hell do you do this like i mean i think also out of drag he is very good looking and very handsome but like in drag that transformation is i'm like my god she is so stunning and i'm just i'm obsessed i love her monet i know you're not listening to this but if the off chance you ever see this or listen kudos to you. It was a fabulous opening night and I hope you continue to do more comedy shows because it was so hilarious and I had so much fun. And then moving forward, just kind of catching you guys up to speed on me. If you follow us anywhere on Instagram, TikTok, whatever it may be, you have seen that I did finally see Mean Girls and I I loved it. I thought it was so much fun. It was... okay. okay. When I went with Jocelyn, um, who, who she's becoming like a regular, a regular topic on the podcast, I love it, I talk about her almost every week now, but me and Jocelyn went on Sunday night and we both knew like going in, it was going to be tacky, it was going to be cheesy, like, I wasn't expecting this movie to like save my life and change anything, like, I was expecting it to be a cheesy movie musical and that's exactly what it was and I thought it was so good. Last week I had mentioned the fact that I didn't want to comment on the soundtrack as much because I wanted to wait until I saw the movie and kind of see how it, how the songs played out within the movie versus listening to it. Because obviously it's a musical movie, there's a visual aspect to it. So my initial thoughts listening to the soundtrack were that I thought Katie was a little like undertoned and like could have been a little more excited. And though I still do think there could have been a little more like oomph behind her, you know, her vocal... Uh, not ability because she sounded good like her voice was good but there could have just been more like excitement and musicality I guess behind it. Um, I thought it, it made sense in the movie like if she was singing like a Broadway actress in the movie it would have it would have been weird like it wouldn't have tracked with her character so I thought it made sense. My only thing that I will say that I was like eh, about is the casting of Aaron Samuels and Katie. They weren't bad Uh, by all means they were not bad at all. I thought they were great, they were good, but it could have been better. I think everybody else took the role and kind of made it their own in such a like unique way, I thought lit on legitimately every other role even tina fey and principal Duval, i'm the actor's name is escaping my mind but the two of them they reprised their roles from the original um so miss norbury principal Duval, um and they even like made it they put a new spin on it i'm not gonna spoil actually fuck it it's been out for like two weeks they're married in the new movie um sorry if that's a spoiler but you don't find that out until the very end But, um, yeah, even them, like, they literally were playing the exact same role and they still put a really fun new spin on these characters that they played 20 years ago. I thought Janice, Damien, I mean, Renee was out of control as Regina. I have to say... Avantika, Avantika, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, I apologize. The girl who played Karen was so (laughs) hysterical. I absolutely loved her. She was so funny. Also, like, her dancing and singing was so good. Like, I was, I was just, I loved it. I really thought it was really well done, really funny, like, just a all-around, like, good time, fun movie. If you go into this movie expecting it to change your life and to be, like, groundbreaking, you're gonna be let down. Just, like, go in and have fun. Just enjoy it. Have fun. Do, like, you know, and it's a musical. Like, just have fun with it. But back to what I was saying about the... I'm not really going to go in too much on the woman, the woman, the actress who played Katie because, like, she's getting enough online. And, like, I don't think she was that bad. Do I think they could have cast somebody better? Sure. But she did a good job. She wasn't bad, by all means. Aaron Samuels, though. I believe his name was Christopher Um. He again he wasn't bad like his acting wasn't bad it just I think to me like when I think of Aaron Samuels I think like just like um a, a, he was so good in the role and like he had that like fun, flirty feel to him. Like, the thing I said to Jocelyn, one of my favorite lines in the original Mean Girls is when he gives Katie the Halloween party invite. He's like, my friend's having a Halloween party this weekend, but the invite only admits one, so don't bring a plus one. Something along those lines. And they didn't say that in the movie. Like, they, he invited her to the Halloween party, but I think that, like, and so don't bring a plus one. Like, that adds such, like, a, uh, like, a flirty, sexy kind of flair to it. And, like, they cut that, But I think if he said it, it wouldn't have had the same effect. So I understand. I just, I don't think, like, he had the same flirting ability. That disconnect was there for me. But overall, I really, really did enjoy the movie. I thought it was fun. I thought it was really well done. I thought it was filmed great. Thought 90% of the actors were fantastic. And yeah, I really, really liked it. I'm happy with it. I don't know what people are expecting from it. Like, why they're getting so butthurt about this movie and why they're thinking, like, A, why they don't know it's a musical it opens with a musical number quite literally within the the first thing you see is a musical number and then it goes into another musical number like it's very clear from the first second this movie starts that it is a musical in some sense so the the shock factor there i don't understand but it was great i loved it oh my god duh Lindsay lohan her cameo was so good she got paid half a million dollars for that just need to drop that in there half a million dollars she was on screen for 45 seconds mother mother it girl of all it girls i'm obsessed when she said um it was like a girl i don't know your life to katie i was dying it was so funny i really loved it thought it was really good definitely go see it if you can um i'm sure it'll be in theaters for a little bit now so make i would definitely take some time go see it and yeah that's my mean girls review so like i said there is a lot to talk about this week and there's, like, I was updating what I want to talk about up until it is 7.15, an hour ago. Like, I, there's a lot going on. So we're just going to dive right in because we're being fed and there's a lot happening. So without further ado, let's hop right in. Our first segment of the show, Drew Releases. So if anybody is new here, I, whenever there's new music coming out or new music came out, I do a segment called Drew Releases. And it essentially my play on new releases. Andrew's my name. Drew, new, it rhymes, you know, you get you, you're following. Um, and there are a few this week that I'm very excited about. So first and foremost, Fletcher is releasing her new single, Lead Me On, and it's coming out this Thursday, the twenty fifth. So not on Friday, but I'm including it in this week, um, because it's coming out this week. Fletcher honestly never lets me down. She never disappoints, and I'm I'm excited for this. Her last album, I thought was so good. One of my favorites of that year, to be honest. I listen to, I still listen to it pretty often. Um, and her uh, last single, Eras of Us, was really good. And yeah, I'm just excited for a Fletcher song. I don't know, she just, she doesn't let us down. So new Fletcher music on Friday, that's exciting. The next release we have is Megan The Stallion. Hiss is coming out on the 26th, So that is coming out this Friday. And it appears she is going with this snake theme for this era. Her last single was called Cobra. We talked about that when it came out. And actually, I don't I don't even think we were, I was doing Drew releases when that came out. I think I was just like throwing in new releases wherever. And now look at us now, you know? We're, we're doing segments. We're like a real show. Um, but she is releasing her new single, Hiss, on Friday. It is a snake theme, just like Cobra. So always excited for anything Megan the Stallion does. And this is not the last that we will be talking about Megan the Stallion this episode. So I know what you're thinking. Yes, I know. Hold that thought because we will be piggybacking on Megan later, but new Megan on Friday. We also have Flyana Boss, who is releasing Candyman, their new song on Friday. Uh, Fly on a Boss, they are a duo. They released that song You Wish last summer and it went crazy viral. They're the girls who are always running. Um, and I just really like their music. They do like hip-hop rap. Um, all they just released a song UF. UFO a few weeks ago, and I really like that they have a they have a bunch of songs that have come out, and I just always like what they do. It's fun. It's they're fun. They're funky. They're different. So new fly on a boss this Friday. I'm very excited about, and now this fourth one, this next one is one that I never would have expected, but I'm not. I'm like shocked but not surprised and I'm was I was when I saw this I was like "Hmm." but Kate Hudson is releasing a single not this week but next Tuesday so it'll be it comes out the day that I'll record next week so I'm not gonna I will talk about it in the next episode obviously which is nice because it's weird that it's releasing on a Tuesday not a Friday but I'm gonna include it in this week because it is an upcoming release and then we'll talk about it again next week but it is Kate Hudson's first single as an artist and yes Kate Hudson like kate hudson you know who kate hudson is um crazy i'm like why she's releasing a single so she posted i think it was if i remember correctly it was like last spring maybe last march a picture like in a studio on instagram or a video or something and everyone was like what is what is she doing and then just yesterday she posted a teaser for this new single coming out it's called talk about love it's dropping on january 30th yeah i don't know kate hudson she's she's switching it up i mean obviously we all know and love her she was in almost famous how to lose a guy in 10 days glee like she's she's definitely has you know it's kate hudson so yeah that's i don't know i'm excited i mean she sang in glee i think she did like two or three songs um so we know she can sing so i guess we'll see what's coming out definitely not something that was on my bingo card but hey you know what let's let's go for it i'm like why not um yeah, so some new releases, which is exciting. And with that, I am excited to announce that I am officially launching the Drew Releases playlist. So I've been putting this together for a while uh, on Apple Music and Spotify on private, but I didn't wanna release it with just like one song on it. So what it is, it is every song that I talk about on the podcast that I enjoy. Not gonna put songs I don't like, um, sorry just not doing it but essentially it is my way to kind of give you guys a way to find the songs that i talk about each week and just you know you can add them to your own playlist if you like the whole playlist which would be cool if you guys listen to it just a way for you guys to kind of like find it easier without having to do the work so it is currently live if you go to our link in bio on instagram there's a spotify and an apple music version and i will update that every friday or i guess Whenever songs come out, because now they're just releasing whenever they want with Fletcher's on Thursday, Megan and Flyanna are Friday, Kate Hudson's on Tuesday, so as songs release, essentially they'll be Fridays, but on the off chance that of the song isn't out on a Friday. I'll just add it the day that it comes out. But yeah, so there is a Drew release playlist now that you can listen to. And if you, you know, find the songs that you like, you don't have to f- go search through your Apple Music or Spotify. So yeah, go check that out. I'll definitely have it posted on our Instagram stories. And again, like I said, it is in our LinkedIn bio for you to go listen to now. So enjoy. And moving through, those are our Drew releases. So staying on the music, notes, I guess, for lack of a better word. Uh, We officially have an Ariana Grande album release date. As we expected, it is called Eternal Sunshine, so that's exciting. She dropped um, in the music video for Yes, and she had the coordinates to Montauk like in Longitude and Latitude and that's where Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind was released or released filmed and everyone kind of just tied together that it's going to be Eternal Sunshine somehow related and that is the album title. She's releasing seven covers for it which is kind of crazy Um, but yeah so New Ariana is coming on March 8th. I'm so excited. I don't know if we'll get a single before then. It's honestly kind of soon. It's in like a month and a half less than that so it's coming sooner than we think and I just need to give her and this team some flowers not only did she get number one the remixes worked i hate to admit it she got her number one she is the first artist in history to have every lead single from her first seven albums which she only has seven so from every album she ever released debut in the billboard top 10 of the hot 100 that's kind of crazy she officially gave max martin his 28th number one making him the person with the most number one singles just like so many fun little things coming from this era already and i'm so excited thank god they're not making us wait long thank god they're just giving it to us and releasing it and yeah so ariana is coming very soon and i'm so excited some more music news nothing too concrete but um chloe and hallie they confirmed that they are going to be reworking on new music their last album ungodly hour is honestly probably like top 10 favorite albums of all time for me. It came out at the beginning of the pandemic and I listened to it nonstop. It is so good. If you haven't listened to it, please go listen to it. It is honestly such a, a solid body of work. Just like a whole cohesive album. I absolutely love it. I've, I mean, I loved Chloe's album as well. I went to go see her when she was on tour. I loved Hallie in Little Mermaid. They are prodigies of Beyonce. Like, to, if you haven't listened to ungodly hour and you need more convincing they sent this album to beyonce and beyonce sent it back with no notes so if that gives you any insight of like how good this album is just take my word and beyonce's word for it okay so new music from them probably this year i would assume they just like conf- i don't know she confirmed it um in a instagram live i believe it was so very exciting to have them back together releasing some music because that is just, there's a duo that can't be beat. I love them. And on some more music news, no confirmations, but some some weird little things going on in the Taylor Swift world. So this morning, or this afternoon rather, Taylor Nation posted a photo of Taylor with, the, with that giant wig on and they said, how many secrets do you think are hidden in her hair or something like that? And the secrets had three S's. So like, hiss, like secrets, a snake. Very weird. Then the tie-in there, full of secrets, back to Mean Girls, that's why her hair is so big, is full of secrets. Now you might be like, okay, cool, it's Mean Girls, whatever. No, because if you remember, Katy Perry tweeted in 2014, beware of Regina Jordan Sheep's clothing now i I, i'm not i'm not trying to say you know they're trying it back or anything but like do we think there's going to be a katie and taylor collab in the future like i feel like stranger things have happened i like could you that would be kind of that would be kind of sick it's also something to note that katie sent Taylor an olive branch opening night of the Reputation tour. So if there was going to be some type of, like she literally sent her an olive branch, like not like just a gift, like it was a literal olive branch to like mend their feud. That was, what is a dumb, what a crazy time that was when Taylor Swift and Katy Perry were feuding over backup dancers. Ugh, i can't but anyway so she literally sent her an olive branch the opening night of the reputation stadium tour so i feel like if katy perry was going to be on any album it would be reputation because that's when they bridged the gap in their friendship that would be kind of sick we know katie is releasing an album this year at some point so her sixth album should be coming out i i love katie She's been one of my faves forever. I've been, I've seen her on every tour she's done. Ben, I'm a stand. I love her, so I'm very excited for new Katy Perry music. But I'm like, this whole Taylor thing, I'm like, what is this, what is this tying into, you know? Like, what does it mean? What does it mean? Insert Miley Cyrus on SNL. What does it mean? <laughs> I need to know. But just some fun little tidbits I wanted to throw in there. And, you know, I feel like to pop culture podcast. I can't not talk about Taylor Swift's fucking fan site posting cryptic tweets and me dissecting it thinking something's gonna happen. I don't know. I think we're getting reputation sooner than we think. Not to mention the Everest tour does kick back off next month in Tokyo. Tokyo is also the place where the reputation tour ended in 2018 I guess it must have been. And on reputation there is a song called New Year's Day when taylor is in tokyo it is their new years i don't know some weird some weird things happening so you know i don't know just just some things to think about it is it's coming up and i feel like i feel like something's going to happen so stay tuned for that obviously we will be talking about it so yeah just wanted to throw that sprinkle in there you know we're a pop culture podcast i couldn't not talk about it and moving this train right along you guys you guys. I mean Renee Rapp on SNL and Jacob Elordi, but Renee Rapp. It was oh, I mean, okay. Let's talk Jacob Alordi first. He was great. I thought he did such a good job. He was funny. His skits were good. He's great. He's good looking. He's, you know, great. Renee Rapp. Holy shit. So, not only was her Snow Angel performance out of control, like, her vocals are truly just, like, unmatched. It is crazy how she can be laying on the floor. She was laying on the stage floor and performing these vocals effortlessly, effortlessly. It was crazy. It was insane. She looked fantastic. She was just like, oh, she sounded amazing. And it just kept getting better. The show goes on, show goes on. I'm sure you all know Rachel McAdams comes on. Regina George comes on to announce her second song, which was Not My Fault, featuring Megan the Stallion. And who else came out but Megan the Stallion. I mean, let's unpack this. Rachel McAdams has not done a single thing related to Mean Girls at all, since anything. They did the commercial. She didn't do it. She was asked to do it, but she didn't think everybody else was. So she said no. So the story goes, she, she didn't go to the premiere. I, she was my mess a few weeks ago. And for her to come on SNL and announce Renee Rapp the week after Mean Girls had just come out, like that's kind, that's huge. That's big. And I, I think, I think it warrants me to clean up, to clean up my mess from a few weeks ago for the first time in two Pop to Handle history. Let's clean up a mess from two weeks ago and say, I forgive you, Rachel McAdams, for not going to the Mean Girls premiere. I forgive you for not being in the commercial because going on SNL to announce Renee Rapp, the new Regina George's second performance, you're good. You're, you cleared it. You're good. You did enough. I, I was, that was, you could not have, pred- I could not have predicted that. Could, it would, did not see it coming. I was genuinely so... Sh- I woke up and I was like, huh. yeah, I didn't watch it live. Spoiler. But I was like, huh. no fucking way. Like, I thought it was a joke. That is huge. Huge. Also, what is Rachel McAdams' skincare? What is her, like, secret? Because she is aging beautifully. I guess when you're unproblematic and, like, just like Hillary Duff, you age perfectly. You age gracefully because you're not causing drama during the pot. But Rachel McAdams announced Renee Rapp. She sings, Not My Fault who spins around in the giant cake but Megan the Stallion. You guys know how I feel about Megan the Stallion. Absolutely love her. They'd kill their performance. I, I love Not My Fault, you guys know that. It is just so good, so catchy, obsessed with it. And this was their first live performance of it. Yeah, so huge to be doing on an SNL. And just like, if you don't know, Renee Rapp, she posted Wow, almost four years ago now, she's like, I would do anything to host SNL or be the musical guest. I'll shake ass, whatever it takes. And now she did it. She was a musical guest and she sure did shake ass on the SNL stage. So just like, it's cool to see, you know, people doing their thing. And I just, I feel like it's like gonna be Renee rap world domination this year. I just feel like she is going to, she was huge in 2023. And I feel like this kicking off the year with the Mean Girls and SNL, she's about to go on this whole festival tour. She's about to be like, she's gonna be huge huge. And I can't wait. I'm so excited. I can't wait. And I just, I can't wait to see what else this bitch has in store for us this year because I just mm, know it's gonna be good. I know it's gonna be great. And I cannot fucking wait for Renee Rap World Domination 2024. <laughs> Moving on, on the topic of Renee Rap, the Coachella lineup was announced. And oh, and the govball lineup. So last time we talked, it hadn't been released yet, but we had some inklings of who was going to be there. So Coachella and govball have both been announced. All of my predictions for Cup ball were correct including chaperone so i am excited i am seated i will be there i cannot wait but the coachella lineup so obviously coachella is always like the festival of all festivals every year the lineup isn't bad it just isn't i don't know i thought i expected bigger i expected more so the headliners are lana del rey tyler the creator and doja cat Huge artists. Great artists. I I don't listen to Tyler that much, but I love Lana. And I, I loved Doja a few years ago. She's, she's, I teeter with her now. She's, you know, it's a little hard sometimes if you're picking up what I'm putting down, but she's a great performer. She makes great music. So a headlining spot is very well deserved. So they're the headliners, which is exciting. They'll be put on great shows. And I think, I mean, Lana Del Rey especially, like her fans, th- if there was, like, a a Venn diagram of, like, Lana Del Rey fans and people who go to Coachella, like, it's a circle. There is no overlap there. It is quite literally, like, Coachella is... Lana Del Rey fans and Lana Del Rey fans go to Coachella. It just like makes sense. So that's going to be huge. Um, Tyler, the creator, puts on crazy shows. So that's going to be fun and crazy and I hope everybody trips out for it and goes nuts. And yeah, Doja Cat, she's a great performer. So it's going to be good. But I think the real gag of the lineup, and it's all the way at the bottom, is No Doubt is reuniting for this. Like, that's kind of big. And I feel like it's not getting as much buzz as I would like it to. Like, that's going to be crazy. No Doubt is so good. Uh, My mom loved Gwen Stefani and No Doubt when I was growing up, so I grew up listening to all of No Doubt, all of Gwen Stefani, like that was our shit. And I'm very, I'm excited. I didn't see this coming ever really, honestly, for a No Doubt reunion. And I just, I will say, I don't think we need like a full reunion, like new album, this, this and that, whatever. Like I think they can just like keep the oldies, keep with the hits that we love and like do that. I don't know. If if No Doubt release an album in 2024, like, what would that sound like? I don't really know. And I don't know if I want to know. I think sometimes it's best to just, like, leave things as they are. You had a good thing. Leave it as it is. Perform what we love. I don't know that we need new No Doubt music, but I am so excited that they are performing the old No Doubt music. And then I, go, I like, wonder and open the door, like, are they going to do a tour? Is this going to be, like, the start of something? Or is it just, like, a Coachella exclusive? I don't know. But if they do tour... That is something I would definitely, I think I would have to attend just because, like, that would, that's so cool. That I would love that. So, let's we'll see what's going on with No Doubt. But that is exciting that they are reuniting. And then the lineup has, I mean, Renee, Sabrina, Chaperone, Ice Spice, Victoria Monet, very similar to the Gutball lineup. The only thing I'm honestly upset about missing at Coachella versus Gutball is Ice Spice. And No Doubt. Not enough for me to want to go to Coachella, though. Like, I'm okay. Like, I'll be fine. I saw Ice Spice. Plenty of times last year, and will I die not seeing? No doubt, no. But yeah, Coachella lineup is here. They have released it, and I uh, I'm excited to see what's to come. It's always a fun weekend online. I've never been to Coachella. I like I've contemplated going a few times, especially when Lord did it, and especially when Beyonce did it. I almost went both times, but it's just so much money that I've never been able to justify it. i really almost. Caved and did it this year and was like fuck it i'm gonna do it who cares who the performers are like let's just do it and i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of glad i didn't i'll make it to coachella eventually like i'll get there one year maybe for my 30th next year that would be a fun like 30th birthday weekend trip my birthday always is like a two weeks before it so that could be fun we'll see we'll revisit that next year and we'll, we'll talk but who knows there are a lot of really good releases coming out this year so i feel like the headliners could be kind of dope We'll see. Let's let's put a pin in that for now. (laughs) But that is the Coachella lineup. And on the topic of the Coachella lineup, the headliners, Lana Del Rey is the face of Skims' Valentine's Day collection. So, I mean, every campaign Skims is going to do is they're going to eat it. They are so... Their creative team is just so on it. This photo shoot, it's been everywhere. If you haven't seen it, I posted it on Instagram. It is just like chef's kiss perfect lana like the apple on lana's head with the arrow through it is so cute when she's in the giant like cushion heart box it's just so cute the collection went on sale this today on the day that i'm recording and the website totally crashed and they had to like redo the servers and everything so like as expected i mean anytime kim kardashian does a drop it's gonna be a big deal and sell out but i think tying lana into it was so smart especially as she's about to headline coachella like just like made sense to go like hand in hand together but there's like an elephant in the room because within the last six, not even six months, three months, three, two months, really two of Taylor Swift's closest friends have been the face of Skims, Brittany Mahomes for the holiday collection, Lana Del Rey for the Valentine's Day collection. Now, Brittany could have been a coincidence. You know, her and Taylor got close kind of at the end of last year. But Taylor and Lana literally have a song together. Like, they've been working together for years, whether it's been, like, actually on a song or just, like, back behind the scenes. Like, Lana's really close with Jack. Obviously, Taylor and Jack connect at the hip. Like, they've been friends for a while. So, for Lana to do skims, I know Taylor doesn't care about Kim, but it's just interesting. Nothing, nothing to come of it. Like, I'm not like, oh my God, Kim and Taylor are going to be friends because we know that's not going to happen. But it is interesting to see that two people who are extremely close and not just like by association, like very, very close to Taylor Swift have been the face of Skims in the last three months. I don't know. Just some food for thought there. Just, just some things to think about while you're, you know, you're pondering life and thinking about what's going on in the world. Just, you know, you could think about that. <laughs> um, uh, but I do have to bring the mood down a bit because Kim Kardashian, as much as I love the Skims campaign and as much as I do love the Kardashians and whatever, she is the new spokesperson for Balenciaga. And I hate to say I'm not surprised, but like... <sighs> so obviously last year there was the whole balenciaga scandal they had that image come out and it was like children it was kids with bdsm wear like in the photos around them they weren't wearing it but like the teddy bear was i think or something and on the table there were pictures of like bdsm wear so it was just like very inappropriate like very just like kids i just there's just something you don't mesh like you don't mess with like kids and sex and I I don't even like talking about the topic because like it makes me feel weird because it was such a weird thing that they did I don't know they like I don't even think they addressed it if they did like I think they might have pulled the campaign and that was it but Kim obviously is like Miss Balenciaga she made a statement and like said she was like you know upset whatever and now she's the face of the campaign less than a year later it just, I don't know, it was upsetting to see when they post, like, when it was posted, I was like, are you, seriously, like, come on. Like, it was, it's, like, it's not even, like, it's been a year, five years, whatever. It's only been a few months. It couldn't have been more than a year ago. And I'm just, like, kind of disappointed. Not that Kimberly Kardashian gives a fuck what I think, but I'm, you know, again, I'm just a boy with a microphone. I'm going to say what I want. And, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I just, I... Again, I'm not surprised. Like, I'm not shocked because she was so Balenciaga. But like, she could she could land any campaign. That's the thing. Like, any fashion brand would probably pay her any amount of money to be the face. Like, I can't be the money. It had to be a big check for her to do it. But like, it couldn't have been about the money because she could get any amount of money she wanted from any fashion brand, I would think. But she went with Balenciaga and she did it. So I guess have fun cashing the check. Kim, I don't know, just felt weird, and I didn't want to, like, praise her for skims and while this is going on and act like I'm not paying attention to it, because I'm very much paying attention to it, and I'm not thrilled about it, but... Such is life. I I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. That's what's going on. But in more exciting news, the Grammys are coming up. So they are on Sunday, February 4th. Obviously, it's the biggest night in music. Do the Grammys matter? No. Will I be watching every second? Yes. That being said, they started releasing some of the performers for the year. Um, I talked about it that Beyonce is rumored to be doing a Tina Turner tribute and that still hasn't been uh, squashed or denied. But it seems to be, it seems to be that it's coming to fruition. So You guys know how I feel about Beyonce. That I will be very excited for. Dua Lipa's performing. Olivia Rodrigo's performing. Billie Eilish is performing. And I think the most exciting thing to me is the fact that apparently Miley Cyrus is performing. So Miley kind of like went into hiding after Endless Summer Vacation came out. She released questionably one of like one of the best albums she's ever done, had this massive hit with flowers, broke like every Spotify record under the sun, and then just like disappeared. Which I get it, she doesn't want to be famous anymore. I totally understand. I think we talked about this a few episodes ago. I, I get that. That's fine. But the way she just like completely fell off the face of the earth and like allegedly joined a cult. I don't know. Like did like all these weird things for the last year. I did not expect this girl to show up to the Grammys at all. I didn't think she would win a Grammy. I don't think she would do an accepted speech. I definitely didn't think she was going to perform. Nothing. So... There's been some pictures going around of like a like a she, a she call list, I guess, of like what stages need to be built for the Grammys. And allegedly Miley is performing. It hasn't been announced, hasn't been confirmed, but she loves a surprise performance. The VMAs in like 2019, she didn't announce that she was performing until the day of. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get like a very late announcement or like it's a surprise. I don't think these people were supposed to leak that she was performing, but we love straight men who don't think straight. So allegedly Miley. But I mean, this performance is a this is a good it's a good lineup. There's some other ones who I didn't really care for, but I mean obviously Dua Lipa. We're gonna get Houdini, which she did mention on Seth Meyers, you know, she almost slipped and we were right. Grammy's performance is incoming. I'm sure Olivia's gonna do probably like a mashup. I'm assuming she would do like two or three songs. I hope she doesn't do the Catching Fire song. Is it Catching Fire? Whatever the Hunger Games movie, I hope she doesn't do that. Like, just give us, just give us guts. Give us, like, your music. I don't need to hear the Hunger Games song, but she'll be performing. Very exciting. And Billie Eilish, I'm sure she will do either What Was I Made For or the other song she nominated for, or Slipping My Mind, can't remember. But who knows? We love Billie in the house, so I'm excited to see her perform. I hope she's releasing music soon. I feel like we are due for a Billie Eilish album. Miss Ben? It's been a little while. I feel like, what has it been? Three years? Yeah. It's been a minute. I mean, she's been busy. She's been, she hasn't been not doing anything, but I'm like, I think it's time. I loved Happier Than Ever. What a good album. Both of her albums are good in her EP, but like Happier Than Ever was a fantastic album. And I'm ready for a new, for a new um, album from Miss Eilish. Let's see if that's coming. But Regardless, very excited for the Grammys. We will obviously do a full recap. We did a full recap on the nomination. So if you're new and listening and you want to get my take on who was nominated, go back. It was called, I think it was Grammy. Yeah, Grammy nominations and the guy on the Chiefs is the title of the episode. It was like our second or third episode, I want to say. So it's, I would scroll back a little bit and listen to it. Um, but yeah, so if you want me to take on Grammy nominations, we do have that. But we will be talking full-fledged about the Grammys when it comes about. So... Buckle up and prepare for that because I'm sure I will have a lot to say. (laughs) Um, Moving on on TV news, we are fully caught up on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Like I predicted last week, we caught up. We have watched all the finales. The third part of the finale is actually about to air in 20 minutes from when I'm recording this. Um, So it's the final part. It's like the part that's like the crazy part where they talk about all the drama that went down. But before we get into that, just my full like take on the season now that I'm all caught up. Holy shit. Crazy. Out of control. So anybody who doesn't watch, just to give you like some quick like updates. So there was an original cast of six. They went on to season two and it was still the same six. Season three, it was four of them. Now season four, it's those core four, two new housewives, and one of the original housewives, Mary, is a friend of. Hope that math made sense. But so, essentially, this cast that they have right now, they added two women this season. One of them being Angie Kay, who was a friend of, we have seen her on the show season two, season three, I believe. And then one of them was somebody who worked for Jen Shaw, who was one of the original cast members who is now in jail. So she was working for her and she got her way onto the show. Monica. Monica, 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 the stir that she has brought upon the Housewives community. Holy shit. So, I I mean, it's everywhere. It's it's literally what made me want to start the show. And as we were watching it, I literally was like, I knew what she did. So essentially, she had like a burner account called Reality Von and she was like leaking information about the women while she was part of the show. So she was like, Obviously, in and all of it, and her and her friend. It's unclear how many people were on the account, but they were posting all of these rumors or lies, or maybe it was true. Like certain things that were coming out about the girls, the housewives, from and it was coming from straight from somebody who was in the circle. Like insane. You guys, you if you aren't watching it, please, please, please watch this goddamn show. It is some of the best reality TV I have ever seen, and I holy shit, I, I hate to say it, but I loved Monica. Like, she was obviously, she wasn't, what she did was wrong. I will fully admit that and say it. Like, what she did was totally wrong. But she was so good on the show. Like, her, she was so good on the season. She has such a good storyline. She added such a good oomph to the show. And I loved her. And I, 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 I wish, it's a double-edged sword because if i didn't know about the drama i wouldn't have started the show to begin with honestly but i wish i went into the show not knowing that she did it or what exactly happened because the whole season i was like i can't love her i can't love her i can't love her and i was like watching like behind my eyes because i wanted to love this girl so much but i knew that she was had a burner account and like that's not you can't do that you can't run like a drama account about a show that you're on as an anonymous person hello like like that's that's wrong right and yeah i just like first and foremost i mean it's kind of iconic that she was running this account and got on the show like she really she beat the system girl had her front row seat to the drama and was like not profiting but she was just like rolling with it i was like girl she she cracked the code i will say but i understand what she did was wrong but we can't deny that she made fucking great tv she made such good tv and unfortunately literally an hour ago they announced that she is fired which you know makes sense but people magazine reported that she did get fired she won't be on season five which is a little shady that they would announce that two hours before the reunion airs like that seems a little pointed seems a little planned but None of the girls wanted to film with her anymore, which, understandably, she was lying to them and she was posting things about them when she shouldn't have been. So that I understand. But goddamn, she made good TV. And I'm very excited to watch the reunion tonight. So I'll give some more thoughts on that next week. But, God, this is good reality TV. If you are not watching it, please, please get on board because it is fantastic TV. And in other TV news, Drag Race. Again, it's gonna be a weekly segment where we're talking about it, so sorry if you don't watch, but let's dive right in. This episode made up for episode two being boring. This was a great episode, and I loved every second of it. So we finally get all the girls together. They are finally united. We have all 12 girls on the screen doing it together, so we are past this premiere, split premiere bullshit thing they do, and we are finally starting the actual show. And it is a ball episode. So if you don't know what a ball is, it is essentially a design challenge where the girls have to make three looks, two of which they can bring, you know, already made from home and one that they have to create within the allotted time on the show. So completely from scratch, they give them the materials, they have to make it themselves. One of my favorite episodes of Drag Race, if you're not a Drag Race fan, the ball episode is one of like, I feel like there's like four major episodes in the season. I feel like it's like the ball, snatch game, uh, the rusical, maybe just those three. I'm trying to think if there's another like big episode. Yeah, I feel like the ball snatch game and the rusical are like three of the big season, like pivot points of like, you know, okay, like people who do well in these are going to do well and make it through the competition. So doing it so early really does start to kind of already kind of like weed out people who you know are doing good doing bad does it suck that it's so early yeah but like is season 16 of drag race be prepared for anything and these some of these girls were some of these girls were not so let's dive in this is going to be it's going to be a little lengthy so i apologize now but they had to make three looks as i said and the whole theme of the ball was the mother ball so they had to do something from a a mother goose uh fairy tale a Significant Mother and Call Me Mother, Father, Eleganza. So the first two, Mother Goose and Significant Mother, were looks that they could bring from home. Mother Goose being a fairy tale, Significant Mother being like a famous mother in pop culture or just like in the world. And then Call Me Mother, Father, Eleganza was they had to take menswear and turn it into a like a women's garment. And there were some looks and there were some not looks. Um, so starting off, uh, Geneva Carr was the first one. Her first look was Little Miss Muppet. Her mother was Selma Hayek. And then her menswear was something. So Little Miss Muppet, I thought it was cute. I liked it. It was like the pink dress with the spider on it. I th- I think the fairy tale or like fairy, yeah, fairy tale, I guess it is, Um, like nursery rhyme idea was fun. I think that's a cute way to like tie-in like some like nostalgia factor while also giving like a a drag spin to it so i like this category i liked her look her selma hayek honestly if she walked down the runway and there was no reference photo i would not know who she was dressed as it was just like a very i mean it was a pretty dress she didn't look bad but i was like wasn't anything that like stood out to me but again that's me some people maybe that's like a famous photo of her that i just don't know and then her menswear look it was just like lacking a bit like it was The blue like stretch material and then like those gray pieces sewed to i don't know she looked great like she didn't look bad but it was just like mm, like eh, i don't know it wasn't it wasn't anything groundbreaking so Janine carr she was all right Mm, she was a little less than all right (laughs) um dawn was up next so her first she came out dressed as like this cunty cow her mother was audrey hepburn and then her menswear was kind of like this Construction worker kind of feel to it, so I loved all three of them. I thought she looked fantastic. Dawn's definitely one of my favorites. I I have a top four that I will reveal later once we go through everybody. But the cow I thought was great. Audrey Hepburn, I mean, obviously like she is a very famous mother, and hello, like yes she looked great and the look she made wasn't anything groundbreaking crazy no but she looked good in it she owned it she had that that cape was cool i liked the way it kind of like tied the look together there and yeah again dawn no notes i really liked it next up was hershey Lacour jeté. Her first look I loved. The bee look was sick. She came out dressed like this honeybee. It was like this tight little dress with these fun like almost like the stingers hanging from like a like a wrap around her I guess you could say. I loved it. The concept was there. I thought it was really good. Her mother earth runway. What like what was that? It was like a latex it looked like a like a heat map like if you look on the if you look on like you know weather.com they have the heat map it looked like the heat map with like felt feathers taped to it not a fan or felt leaves rather taped to it didn't love it and then the look that she made she only made half of it The pants, she admitted, she brought from home. The boots, I mean, the shoes made no sense. They were like bright orange shoes, mint green pants. And then the top was just like very pedestrian. I can't, I just, there's nothing nice to say about it. I know that's mean, but there's like nothing nice to say about this look. It just wasn't good. I hated it. Moving on. <laughs> Mirage, another one of my faves. So her um, fairy tale or whatever look was Baba Black Sheep. Her, her mother was La Llorona. And then her last look was this like deconstructed knit sweater kind of look. And from seeing her in the workroom and like struggling so much to what she worked on and walked on the runway I have to give her her props because she was struggling in the workroom on this look like it was like hot messiana it was not coming out good and she pulled it together but back to her first look so Baba Black Sheep it was cute it was simple the ears seemed a little cheap like they looked like they were made from like Michael's art and craft which again if that's your ability fine she didn't look bad I just was like "Eh, all right it was fine Um, I did think it was funny how she had um The it was the the nursery rhyme is like Baba Black Sheep have you any wool Yes sir Yes sir Three something's full three bags full whatever it is and she had three bags full of wool was supposed to be the joke so like I did appreciate the attention to detail there so that was cute and her La La Rona look I don't know the reference but it was gorgeous I loved it it was like this nude illusion she had the snakes on her wasn't anything groundbreaking no but it looked good and that's all that matters one of my biggest pet peeves in drag is when Queen does a nude illusion and it's either doesn't match their skin complexion or it's like saggy like if you're gonna do a nude illusion and it doesn't fit you so skin tight that you need to be like cut out of it don't do it and she looked great it looked really good very happy with her I would say it was like it was a high safe maybe a medium safe her overall it was she did good I was happy with it Next up we had Magami. So her um, nursery rhyme was Little Bo Peep. Then her mother was Lady Gaga in the telephone video. And then she had that like denim thing that she did. Um, Little Bo Peep was cute. I like the hoop skirt. It was kind of like this deconstructed look. It was a little edgy, a little different. She's like a definitely like she leans into like her. um, Oh my gosh wonder why can't I think of it her cosplay more so it was cool to see her kind of like take her spin on it I liked it her gaga telephone look I mean it's an iconic look is anything earth-shattering crazy to do no but she got the reference it looked good and then the look that she made it was it was fine it was kind of like Rosie the Riveter to a point like the picture she posted she had like she was like flexing like it was I don't know it was it wasn't bad it was Thomas pointed this out and now I'm gonna notice it I feel like she keeps like incorporating some type of like gay element like she had a pride flag on this look last week she walked on the runway with a pride flag and I'm like I get it you want to like support the community whatever but like mama you're on drag race we know you don't need to tell us that you're gay you don't need to you know like I appreciate it I appreciate you know standing up for the community and being part and you know like happy pride but I was like you didn't need to put the rainbow patch on your jacket and again wasn't bad wasn't great it is what it is moving forward (laughs) um, a mandatory meeting so she came out her first look she was just kind of like like a cat then she was Michelle Visage and then the third look I want to like Amanda a lot I do but none of these looks were great or good for that matter I don't know I just didn't I didn't like them. I don't even want to go into each of them because it just like Michelle was all right. I liked the bang reveal for Michelle. That was cute. That was funny. But like mm, uh, I don't know. I just I said it last week and I think like we just need a mandatory reality check. Like something's got to give. I don't know what is going on but it's just like it's not there and I don't think she's like a bad person. I don't think she's like I don't know. I just think she needs to, like, really get it together. I don't know. She's... she's on the show, so I guess she... she has... she's got some charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, but I'm not seeing it yet. Moving on. Miss Morphine. So she came out, she was dressed as, like, the sexy maid, Kris Jenner, and then she did that little denim look. I really liked all of her looks, I will say. I thought the maid dress, it was cute. It was fun. It was like that BDSM kind of, like, sexy maid idea. Very cute. Liked it a lot. Chris um, Jenner. I don't understand the boob being out. She did like half a blazer, half a titty out kind of thing. She looked good. I didn't get it, but I liked it. It was, it was good. And then I thought her denim look was cute. Was it anything, again, crazy? No, but she made it. She constructed it and it looked good. I liked the hat she added. It had the little pieces on the bottom. Like she looked good. Her makeup, really does i think elevate all of her looks to another level because she beats like nobody else she like her makeup is out of control so i understand like i could just be blinded by the beat but like i'm into it i love it um next was maya so she came out her first look she was a like a canary it was this yellow look and just like the just said, I didn't get why the breasts were so high up or like the chest piece. The feathers were blocking her face. It was a beautiful garment. Her face looked good, but you couldn't see her face half the time. So I was just like confused at what she was trying to get at there. It just like didn't make sense for that. But I think if it was lowered a little bit, it would have been a really, it would have been like a completed better look. Her second look was Lil' Kim. Um, I thought it was great. She nailed it. She had the, you know, the green fur coat. I do think if she would have... Lil' Kim's thing is, like, she always had one boob out. She should have taken a note for morphine and, like, cut part of it out. But, you know what? We'll take what we can get. And then the look she made, she had this, like, plaid, almost like... It was kind of like punk rock. She had this, like, cool plaid flannel um, number. And then she had, like, a cape behind her. She had a safety pin through her nose. Like, she looked cool. I really... I was, I was pleasantly surprised with her final look of uh, the ball. I really, really liked it. I thought she did a good job. And I'm not going to lie, I wasn't expecting that much. So I, uh, I'm very happy with what Maya performed with on the runway this week. Now the real show begins. Miss Q. Oh my fucking God. This bitch looked so fantastic in all three of her looks starting out with the man on the moon that like gender fluid look that she did where you you know it was a little bit masculine a little bit feminine you could there was no gender to it i fucking loved it she that piece she had on her head looked so seamless with like her her uh, hairline like everything was right she makes all of her outfits and to know that she made this is absolutely insane and it just gets better the next look judy garland If you know me, The Wizard of Oz is my favorite movie of all time. Which means I love Judy Garland. I love everything Judy Garland does. And this look, when she turned that corner, I literally was like, I gasped. I knew exactly the reference immediately. I knew exactly what she was going for. And she looked fantastic. The, The dress was almost identical to what Judy wore. Almost, it honestly could have been identical. Like, it was so almost perfectly replicated. The hair was nice. My favorite thing is when a drag queen does Judy Garland and they have the wired microphone and they like drag it behind them. Jinx did it. She did it. It's just such a funny touch and like nod to Judy. And yeah, this was, uh, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And then her third look. Holy shit. The fact that she constructed this. It was so beautifully done. So like cool edgy fashion the way that like it sat and it like came up above her chest this is how you should do drag with no breastplate like she did it perfectly the way it framed her body and like came out behind her it just was so great i expected nothing less from her like i expected her to construct something fantastic but like she really took it to a level that i was like whoa 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 this bitch she's on it i absolutely loved it now nymphia Nymphia, Nymphia, Nymphia. Like I said last week, I am Team Nymphia Wind. You can't spell wind without win. And this bitch, she she's winning to me she was going to win in my eyes and holy fuck this ball she came out her first one she was little boy blue that again that like that gender fluid kind of look to it like just there was no gender it was just so beautifully done such a cool garment again just her spin on it i loved it it was so well done her mother was angelina jolie I will admit, if I just saw this look, I would not have tied Angelina Jolie to it, but I thought it was a beautiful gown, beautiful garment, her makeup, her face is just stunning. Like, she is gorgeous. And then to see, like, the doodles on the back, it was cute. I really, really liked the look. Oh my god. This third look. The ties. Holy shit. I literally... I don't know how she did that. She turned the corner. Anyone who didn't watch, please. I posted it on my story and I did tweet it on my personal Twitter. Just at Andrew Nukatola, So you can go look and find it. I'll post it again in my carousel again. Because she is just out of control. She took this high fashion edgy spin on these menswear ties and just knocked it out of the water the way that she constructed these ties to look like they were moving and flowing in the wind it was just like my god that is drag that is perfect textbook drag to me and i am so obsessed with this bitch i'm everything she is selling i am buying she oh my god oh my god it was uh, one of the one of the best Ball looks we have ever seen on Drag Race, and I am not alone in that. There have been so many Drag Race alums saying how fantastic this look was, and it out of control, out of control. Moving on to through the list. Next up was Sapphira. So she came out and she was the uh, pumpkin. Then her mother was Eve. And then her constructed look was that little plaid number with the denim skirt. I loved all three of them. I thought she looked great. She is another one that I'm really watching. I really, really like her. Um, I want to know how she got that pumpkin there. How did she fly with that? How did she pack that pumpkin? Because it was huge. It wasn't just like a little bit. It was massive. How did she pack that? Like what, what is the bag requirements now? Do you get 18 bags? Because that pumpkin would have taken up two. It was huge. And I loved it. I thought it was really, really cool. Her Eve, it was, it was cool. It was classic. It was just like that nude bodysuit illusion. She looked great. The hair, oh my god, the braids went to the floor. She looked so good. Loved it. And then the look she constructed, really, really cool. I thought the, I thought the like, um, the way that the denim skirt was like constructed I guess is the word and like wasn't flowing it was just like holding its shape it was really really cool really well done she was going for that like uh construction worker vibe again which is kind of a common theme throughout um the episode but I mean when you're given menswear and you have to make a garment out of it like what else are you gonna do I loved it no notes for me on her um plain Jane despite her being the villain of the season I didn't love her looks I thought the first one was good she came out like a cat but she was just like in a gown she drew a cat nose on very like easy drag I hate to say it I know again I say it every week I don't do drag I can't comment on drag but this was just like very simple she looked great she looked gorgeous but I don't know her mother I thought this was funny she did mom. so was it anything crazy no but it was it was funny i liked the joke of it and i guess it was good but the look that she made like there was so much fabric back there and she used none of it it was just like very underwhelming to me i didn't understand what she was going for and, like, I feel like you could have done more. It was almost like relying on the body, but it was disappointing because I know she can do more and, like, like I said last week, she's great at drag. Despite being kind of a bitch, like, she's really good at drag and her makeup is always done beautifully. So I expected more from her look, honestly, so I was a little let down, I'm not gonna lie. Um, But yeah, that was plain Jane. Kind of plain for me this week. Um, Next up was Tsunami. So she, oh my, wait, Tsunami. Oh my God, her first look. She was, I guess, Humpty Dumpty. She was like an egg. She came out in this full egg costume. And I was like, okay, work. She gets halfway down the runway and the egg cracks open. And she has, she's the egg white with a yolk on it. And it was just so campy, so fun. Just so well executed. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Now her mother, this was genius. Yes, and such a fun nod at a fan favorite Candy Muse. Anyone if you don't watch you don't know. Tsunami is Candy Muse who was on Season 13, um her drag daughter, Tsunami Muse. She came out dressed in Candy's denim look that she wore on the season premiere of Season 13. Um she had the boombox, everything. So it was a nod her mother was her drag mother so well done so smart such a fun call out um absolutely loved it she looked great and then the look that she made it was a little simple but i thought she looked good in it it was cute she had the tie with like the collar the plaid skirt very very simple but again she th- the other two looks i think pulled such a had such like packed such a punch that i'm like okay this is it could be simple because the other two were chef's kiss no notes absolutely loved Tsunami this week. And if you remember two episodes ago on her premiere, I was a little let down with her. I thought she was gonna bring more. She definitely, she redeemed herself this week. And I, I loved it. I loved every second of it. And then the final queen to walk, Plasma. So she walks out as Humpty Dumpty. Then her mother is Anne Boleyn, don't know who that is. And then the look she made was fine. So Humpty Dumpty, I hated. I thought it was terrible. I thought it was tacky. I thought it was stupid just it just wasn't for me I don't know wasn't good her mother look she looked fine like she it was Anne Boleyn who I have no idea who that is I think it's some like actually I don't even know who I think it is not a clue to the reference photo she looked she looked similar to it so I guess points for that and then the look she made was fine it was like this very simple almost like uh what is the word i can't even think of the word it just was like a simple gray dress i don't know it was fine i didn't like her hair it was like this silver slicked back almost like bob length i don't know i really want to like plasma and i want more from her as a theater kid to another theater kid but it just it hasn't hasn't hit yet and i don't know but that being said just like I assumed, Nymphia wins the ball, which I saw a post, um, and it was showing all of the ball winners from past seasons. And I never noticed how many of like some of my all-time favorite drag race girls are also ball winners. Shea Coulee, Gigi Good, Aquaria, uh, now they're all slipping my mind, of course. But like so many of my favorite drag race girls are also ball winners. And I'm like, okay, this must be like a thread for me. It's a common thread that I'm not, I'm now piecing together. But yeah, so Nymphia wins. So well-deserved. So beyond well-deserved. Her look truly blew me out of the water. It was so fantastic. All three of them. But that last one she made, oh my god, so good. And she made it in a few days. Like, I don't I don't understand. I love the bitch. I'm team Nymphia. Till the end, Um, the bottom three, it was uh, Geneva Carr, Hershey LaCour, and Maya. Um, Hershey and Geneva ended up being the bottom two. So they did lip sync to Maybe You're the Problem by Ava Max. It was a fine lip sync. It wasn't anything crazy. And Hershey did go home. I was sad about this because I think Hershey can really can bring a lot. And it then came out that Hershey apparently gave up her car to be repossessed. So she could afford to buy garments for a drag race. So for her to go home, episode one, somebody had to go home. And I guess this week it was Hershey. And that is my drag race recap. And that is the episode episode. This is a long one. I, not that I apologize because like I'm having fun doing it but this is a long episode and we are not done yet. Moving into our final segment of the show is our yes and our mess of the week. If anybody is new here every week I come in with my yes and my mess of the week. My yes is something I'm loving. My mess is something I'm not loving. So kicking it off this was something that was breaking news just a few hours ago and when I saw it I was like yep this is it. Originally my yes was the Ariana Grande album rollout. This is better. Anne Hathaway walks out of a Vanity Fair photo shoot in solidarity of the Condé Nast union strike. Obsessed. So if you didn't know, I only found out about it today too. I think it started today. There is a Condé Nast union strike going on right now um, because they, Condé Nast announced, they would be laying off 5% of staff. So now the workers are protesting unlawful bargaining tactics during layoff negotiations. Some shady shits going on, some shady shits going on with Condi Nast and Anne Hathaway was on set. Literally she was sitting in hair and makeup to do a shoot with Vanity Fair and found out this news They her, I guess her team came to her and told her, Hey, they're on strike right now because of X, Y, Z. She got out of the chair and left, walked off the set and like, Come on, that is such mother behavior. I mean, we love Anne Hathaway in this house. We have to, you can't not love Anne Hathaway. She's the princess of Genovia and she just continues to make herself better and more of a mother and I'm just, I'm obsessed. As soon as I saw this, I was like, oh my God, like how can you not love Anne Hathaway? She's she's an icon, she's a legend. We love her, so that is my yes of the week. Anne Hathaway, never change, you are the best. And my mess of the week, If you haven't heard, so Madonna is on her celebration tour right now. She's actually literally at the garden tonight, but she's going to be back in like a week or two. So I might, I'm going to try and get like last minute tickets. Um, I think this is like a big tour to go to and I would love to attend. So I'm going to try. We'll see if I can find a ticket. If not, it's not the end of the world, but Madonna is on tour. She was in Brooklyn last month and she came out late on the show. She started at like 11 o'clock, which is late. I understand. And it was a weeknight, so I get it. But there are two men now suing Madonna or attempting to sue her for coming out so late. When the event time said 8.30, she went on at 11. Now, I get it. I understand it's a late night. I'm sorry, it's Madonna. She can do whatever she wants. If she wants to go on at 3 a.m., she can go on at 3 a.m. It's Madonna. In what world do you think Madonna is like, oh, I'm upsetting people because I'm going on late. She's out at $3 bill partying with the queers on like a regular night. Like she was there a few months ago for a launch party. Like Madonna is very much nightlife. Madonna is very much like in the culture. Like she's gonna go on stage when she's ready and I don't even think she would necessarily late. Like I don't, I think it was like doors were 8 30 and like the show was starting whenever. So just like I understand being upset but to go as far as trying to sue her because a show started late just seems like such insane behavior. Like, you're gonna, you're going, you're going legal with it? What do you, what do you, you're not gonna win. And then you're gonna have to pay all of Madonna's legal fees and legal dues for the case. It just seems like a dumb thing to do. Like, it just, I get it. Maybe it was, maybe you were a little extra tired the next day. Get an extra shot in your iced coffee. I know you were a gay guy. I know you were gay. I know you got a coffee the next day. Get an extra espresso shot. Like, get, you saw Madonna. Get over it. You'll be all right. Suing her for going on at 11 o'clock? That is insane to me. I I saw this story and I was like, is this an Onion article? Like, this has to be fake. Lo and behold, it is very much true. And I just mess, mess. And with that... That is the end of the show. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of 2 pop to handle If you liked what you heard, make sure you leave us a five-star review. We are available wherever podcasts can be streamed. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, Amazon, you name it, I'm streaming there. We are also a video podcast, so if you would prefer a video option, we are on YouTube. We are just at 2 pop to handle Make sure you subscribe, give us a like, leave us a comment. I say it every week, send this episode to a friend. If everybody sends us to one person, I will double the listeners and we're already hit one k so let's keep that ball rolling let's get on the road to 5k let's you know let's let's dream big why not um but again thank you guys so much for listening make sure you're following us on all social media we are at Two pop to handle on tiktok instagram twitter youtube you name it i'm there i'm talking i have a lot to say and i don't hold any of it back and with that i'll catch you guys next week bye